Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. This is a rough time, COVID-19, it's been challenging. A lot of us are stuck indoors. Well, most of us, wait, no, all of us, we're all stuck indoors. Even a lot of the cleaners that are listening to this podcast, you're probably stuck indoors. Some of you are deemed essential and some deemed non-essential, but either way, you're home. I'm hoping you're using that time productively. You're spending time with your family, getting some of those health goals knocked out, and you're learning and you're looking for things to become better looking for ways to become better than you were before. So I'm going to use this podcast as a continuation of the nine mistakes in disinfecting. And I want you to take that knowledge and use it coupled with the knowledge from this episode to learn how to protect your family from COVID-19. So I'll be covering a couple topics such as some CDC recommendations on safety and protective gear, as well as our best known science on how long the coronavirus can live on various surfaces. And then you can take all this information coupled from that last podcast episode, The Nine Mistakes in Disinfecting, and you can protect your family from COVID-19 as best as possible. And I want to start with not Ken's opinion, not Ken's 15 years of cleaning, but I'm going to start with the source, the CDC. Okay, we're going to talk about the CDC and the EPA today. And what do they recommend? I'm just going to take some things I'm reading on the CDC. I'm just going to try and break it down and interpret in a lighter tone for you just to kind of get the gist of it. Let's talk about the COVID-19 response. And by the way, in this article, there are so many good tabs you can click on to get some great resources on this to really give yourself some facts on what's true, what's not. The CDC is a very reputable source, okay? But here's some things that the CDC says about the current understanding about this virus. Number one, it's spread from person to person within six feet via respiratory droplets. Many of you already know this, so why do we wear masks? Is to protect ourselves from receiving those droplets from someone else or from transmitting them ourselves to someone else. And those masks are supposed to have a filter strong enough that the, the coronavirus would not be able to make it through the mask from either direction. And we'll talk about that in the third episode on protective gear. Okay, So respiratory droplets is comes out of your nose or mouth and six feet because that's the current understanding of how far those droplets can travel. Hence the social distancing of six feet. That's where that comes from. Transmission via surfaces, contaminated surfaces, has not been documented. But just because it hasn't been documented doesn't mean we, want, we, we don't want to disinfect them, right? We want to disinfect these surfaces. But it hasn't been documented where someone touched the surface, got coronavirus. We, we don't know that. So they can't make that claim yet. The third thing, infected but non-symptomatic people play a huge role in transmission. This is really scary. There's a lot of us right now that are walking around that are carrying this virus and don't even know it. So what do you do about this? Well, stay home, obviously. If you have to go places, the mask, the gloves. I'm going to talk about personal hygiene as the, as the, the thing we're going to dive into after I finish some of these CDC transmission kind of bullet points. And this is all in that article. The next thing is transmission through droplets are much more common 
than what's called fomites. And I had to look up what fomites means. This is from the CDC website. A fomite is an object or material which are likely to carry infection, such as clothes, utensils, furniture. So essentially what they're saying is transmission through these droplets is much more common than for you to get it by sitting on a couch or through a utensil or through clothing. It's not saying it can happen. It's not documented at this point, but that's what they're saying there. In, in quotes, current evidence suggests that SARS-CoV-2 may remain viable for hours to days on surfaces made from a variety of materials. And the last thing in quotes, cleaning of visibly dirty surfaces followed by disinfection is a best practice measure for prevention of COVID-19 and other viral respiratory illnesses in households and community settings. Did you hear that? From the CDC. Cleaning of visibly dirty surfaces followed by disinfection. Followed by, I can't wait to tell you about this. Many of you guys are going to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm raising my hand in total guilt of this first mistake. So let's now get to some more of the meat of this article that I linked. The CDC is recommending that the best thing you can do for personal hygiene, precaution, and protection. Like that's, the, that's the number one thing we can do to protect ourselves, our family members, anyone that's around us. And so what do you do? You, you get a mask. I, I don't wear a mask in my house, obviously. Obviously, if there's a, a household with an infected person, that's a different story. And those guidelines are in the CDC article. I wasn't going to speak to that. I'm speaking generically to the households that are not infected and they want to just kind of protect their house, things coming in and out of their house, minimizing that. But how do you how do you just keep that that safety factor going? Just how do you get educated on this? So that's what I'm really focusing on here. So wear a filtering mask when you're outside. I wear them when I'm cleaning and the filtering mask, like I said, it blocks the droplets either direction. Uh, wear protective, I'll show you examples, but wear protective gloves. Nitrile, latex are my favorite. I like nitrile the best. They're more palatable. They don't tear as easy. And then there's vinyl. They're hard to find for sure. I'm not sure where you're listening to this, but if we're local here to Harleysville, a plug for the Skipback Pharmacy, they've got they've got a bunch of gloves there. Um, so check them out. And if you're in a different area, Check your local pharmacies. They're hard to, this is hard to find online, but check your local pharmacies. Not CVS, they're wiped out, but small local pharmacies, they tend to limit the quantities of things you can buy and they keep ordering things. So the gloves, the masks, keep your distance of six feet. These are things you can do to protect yourself, be precautious. And then the thing that you probably don't want to hear, probably the number one thing we can do is wash our hands. Okay, this is for all the kids out there. Washing your hands is not... Go squirt, rub, water, done. You didn't do anything. You didn't do anything. There's literally um, a, d- a direct correlation between the hand washing and disinfecting of your hands to how you do it in surfaces. It's the same procedure. The CDC says this. Wash your hands with soap and water for 20 seconds. That's a long time. 20 seconds is a long time. I bet you if you wash your hands right now, and time it, you're probably going to find it's like six seconds, 20 seconds. There's a reason for this. And I'll explain that in what the definition of cleaning and disinfecting is. But essentially what you're doing is you've got to use enough soap and create friction, break the surface tension of the dirt from your skin, clear the dirt, rinse off all the dirt, and then you want to 
dry your hands off. There are germs trapped in the dirt, and there are germs on the surface of your hand. If you just put sanitizer on your hand, oh, I sanitize, I'm good. You, you didn't really do a lot because all you did was put mixed sanitizer in with dirt, and that's very ineffective. You want to get the dirt off, strip the dirt, so now you have a clean hand surface. Then you can put sanitizer on, and it'll work. That's the best thing we can all do is protect ourselves, wash our hands. 20, you have to count. You literally have to count. If you kids, pick a song. Do ABCs, whatever works, but you got to go 20 seconds. This is from the CDC. It's not easy, but you've got to get into a new habit. But I don't like washing my hands. Or I just use hand wipes. Well, you can do that all you want, but it's not working. It's not going to do it. And I want to help you guys. I don't want to waste my time tell you, oh, yeah, that'll work. It's not. It's not going to work. If you're in a pinch and you don't have anything to wash your hands with, the least you can do is get sanitizer and put it on your hands and keep your hands wet and do that for at least 30 seconds. That's the least you can do if you don't have access to washing your hands. If you don't have soap, just doing it under water friction with water for 20 seconds, that'll at least do a lot. Do you know that when you wash your hands for 20 seconds, what happens is you're getting the dirt off and all the germs that were stuck in the dirt, they're getting cleared out. They're getting washed off your hands and going down the drain. That's a good thing. Maybe 75% of the germs are getting washed on the drain. And then the other 25%, they're just sitting right there on the surface of your skin. Now kill that stuff with sanitizer. Now let's move into some practical steps. Like, okay, you've learned this. Now how do I protect my family from, okay, coronavirus. I've got groceries, like shopping, and going here, what do I do? As an aside, if anyone ever has to come into your home, a professional, a repair person, a home construction, if you have a leak with some pipes or electrical issues or electric company person or a cable person or a cleaner like myself don't let them just walk in your house if they don't have proper gloves and a mask and they take their shoes off if they do those things mask shoes off gloves they can come in your house if not it's not worth it okay now i i do all that i i disinfect my shoes i disinfect all my gear wear a mask or gloves proper gloves before I enter anyone's house or any office building before I clean right now. This is too serious to mess with. The other tips on how about mail, how about groceries, how about this? Well, let me share this with you. And I have some articles I'm posting from NBC News and from National Institutes of Health on services in general. Do you know that when coronavirus lands on different surfaces, it doesn't stay there forever. Over time, it does degrade. It's called half-life and eventually dies off. And so I have some examples, different surfaces that will be useful to you. And so I'm going to go through these and apply it to how to bring groceries in, mail in more safely. So I'll start with like the, the shortest life cycle would be Corona on like a copper surface, like copper pots or like pennies if you're exchanging money. Four hours. You'll live on that for four hours. Aluminum, cans, different things like that. Eight hours. Textiles, rags, clothing, towels, 12 to 24 hours. So you still want to wash your clothes right away, but you could leave them outside. You could put them in a pile, though eventually the corona would come out of them after 24 hours. Same with towels. Even the masks. You're wearing the masks. It'll, in theory, come out, come out of the mask within 24 hours, but I personally would go five days just to be extra safe. Cardboard, 24 hours. Plastics or Formica countertops and the stone and the granite, that kind of stuff. 
especially if it has a wax or a surface, like an acrylic surface on top, and metals like stainless steel and cans from the grocery store. Two to three days. How about wood, wood tables, stuff like that? Four days. Glass, ceramics, paper. It's hard to determine from the articles I read, but up to five days for those. So there's a list here. If you go five days, you got everything. So what do we do as a family, knowing what I know, when things come to our door or bringing things to our door? Here's how we do this. If it's mail, get the mail. I open the mail outside, bring the actual mail inside, the envelopes, right to the trash. We wash our hands 20 seconds with soap and water. That's how we do mail. Now, the contents inside the envelope, they were probably sealed multiple days ago, and most likely those are, are okay now. Maybe you want to let them sit for another day to be extra safe. How about packages? Lots of packages. Amazon's going ballistic right now. Thousands of new employees, hundreds of thousands of new employees, I think. Packages come in your door. We open them outside. Now, probably should get gloves. I just open them outside, contents out, bring the contents in, maybe let them sit for a day, or most likely they were packaged or mailed multiple days ago. What's inside is probably safe. Throw the box out in the trash, come inside, wash my hands, soap and water. We don't bring anything inside. We open it outside. How about groceries? I'll give you the one way that you can do it that some are doing. I don't recommend it, but it's doable. Go shop five days before you need the food. Shop, get everything you need, get the plastic bags, and make sure you're wearing the gloves and the, and the mask. Get rid of the plastic bags and just leave all the food, except for the, bring the perishables inside. All the food that's non-perishable, leave in your trunk five days, and after five days, you can bring it in and put it yourself. The other stuff that's perishable, disinfect it when it gets in the house. So now that's one way you could do it if you don't want to spend a ton of time disinfecting. What we do is assembly line with our kids. Shopping, bring it in, made a line along the floor. We threw away the bags that the food was packed in, and we took the produce I put it up on the counter. My daughter's washing every single fruit, apple, avocado, tomato, oranges, whatever. Even the grapes, we're washing everything. It's a lot of work, but we're being safe. And then that can go in the fridge. While she's doing that, my wife is taking cereal out of cardboard, crackers out of cracker boxes, things out of cardboard, throwing away the cardboard because the bags haven't been touched in well over a week. So they're safe. Put the inside packages on the shelf. They're good to go. And then what I'm doing is everything else lined up on the floor in a straight line. I get rubbing alcohol, isopropyl alcohol, 70%. That, if you leave that soaked on a surface for 30 seconds to 60 seconds, it'll sanitize. Five minutes fully disinfect. I have a spray bottle of it, and I'm going through, and I'm spraying like the frozen vegetables, and the jars of peanut butter and jelly and whatever else. The bread package, if it's got holes in it, it gets washed at the counter with my daughter. Non-pour, so it's not holes. Every can, spraying it, and then sitting it, going right down the line with all this stuff. And then I'm hitting it a second time to make sure it stays wet. And then I say, okay, that's been five minutes. Son, you, you start that in with a paper towel. He gets paper towel. He starts drying it down the line. And so now we've disinfected everything. That's all three phases. And then we can take everything, put it in the fridge, put it in the cabinets. And it took us over an hour to do this. Now, who wants to do this? No one. Who wants to pick up the coronavirus from growing grocery shopping? No one. So this is what we recommend. This is what we do. And it's during a very trying time. So just do the extra effort. It's not fun, but you'll be safe. That's what we do. So go for it. Well, that was a power-packed, information, science-packed episode on how you can protect 
your family from COVID-19. There is one other piece I want to slide in here before I close this down, is every house, every office has hot spots. And those hot spots are the most likely and highest population of germs, of pathogens. So make sure that you are disinfecting on a more regular basis than others these hot spots. And here's a few examples. If it's in an office, it's going to be your keyboard, your mouse, your telephone, the doorknobs, the faucets in the bathroom and the kitchen, the counter space around the sinks, the coffee maker. So those are some of the big ones. Or the copy machine, anywhere where fingers are touching a lot. In a house, it's the same concept. You wouldn't maybe think of it, but the remote controls are huge. The light switches, the doorknobs, the stair railings. So just make sure that wherever you are and you're disinfecting in your home or small office, make sure that you hit these hot spots more often than the rest of the locations. It's an 80-20 rule. 80% of the pathogens that are in your house or small office are going to be on only 20% of the surfaces. So hit those hot spots. All right, well, let's wrap this up. Shut this one down. That's two straight episodes of some solid science and preparing your family through this trying time. And I know for sure that if you are willing to take some of these actions, you can protect your family from COVID-19. I look forward to talking to you again on the next episode. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.